Hello and welcome to Beers in the Sheds. I'm your host, Josh Donahoe, and I'm joined each week by my good mate, Daniel Friend. This is episode number 10 on another of our weekly podcasts, where we chat about all things sport and beer, and I guess the general chats you'd find yourself having with your mates in the sheds after the game. Friendy, we've had a week off, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, mate. And we did catch up um, over the, the time off, which was great. Had a few beers in Sydney and um, picked out a couple of nice places. So that was awesome. Good, Good to see nice you again, to catch mate. up face to face. Been a while. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And episode 10, double figures. Look at us go. How good is that? Steaming along. We already needed a break on the bench after nine, but now we're ready for the, <laughs> for the next 10. We're good to go. Yeah, that's it, mate. All right. Play of the week. Let's get stuck into it. What have you got for me this week, Josh? Oh, you know, I'm left field, mate. So I, I'm going to pick a couple of things um, that just caught my eye. And one of them's <laughs> outgoing Prime Minister ScoMo showing his soccer skills, which I think we all see it, saw in the news. I'm not <laughs> sure if that was his rugby league skills. Uh, yeah. knocking over that small child. I'm probably, uh, it might even be rugby. I reckon he's a private school boy, ScoMo. So no idea how to have a, you know, a sense of who's around him. And he just Agreed. barreled through that young kid. Yeah, he did. That was, um, I felt a bit for the kid at first because I think he was pretty shocked, but then he sort of rolled him over. It, it was, it was all right. It's not too bad. And they had the kid on um, the the morning show with Carl Stefanovic and stuff the next day. And he gave the PM a red card. And so oh, he's got his I five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got his five minutes of fame. So yeah. Good on the young fella, but yeah, ScoMo obviously showing his well, lack of sporting skills, I guess. He's the bulldozer, self-proclaimed bulldozer. Um, I had one other <laughs> I had to just jump in here too, mate. I saw yeah. a Collingwood fan getting an autograph signed onto a meat pie. Now that is yeah, something awesome. else. I, I'm an autograph collector from way back as a kid. Uh, yep. I never got one side on a pie. That's for sure. Yeah, that's unreal. I heard um, Andrew Johns talking the other day. Obviously, everyone sort of knows I'm a bit of a fan of him. And a lady up at Magic Round has a, a picture. There's an iconic sort of photo of him when they won the comp in 97 and he's shirtless riding a skateboard down the main street of Newcastle probably heavily under the influence. And anyway, he, uh, she had that tattooed on her leg. She then saw Joey, ran up to Joey, showed him. He signed underneath it. She went straight to the tattoo parlour and got his autograph tattooed as well. <laughs> too good. That yeah. too good. I have seen that footage that's been played many times of him skating down the street. Yeah. Um, mate, fans, they're, they're crazy, but that's why we love them, right? Exactly right. Well, speaking of fans, Justin Thomas over in the US, he took out the USPGA. He would have had plenty of fans this week. He had the biggest comeback ever uh, in the final round of uh, the USPGA championship, that particular event. So came back from seven strokes back at one point. So well done to him. Wow. And it's taken out his second major and, and he won it in a, yeah, a three-hole playoff. He's great mates with Tiger Woods. So pretty sure he channeled him once the, the going got tough there. That's awesome. All right, mate, we, um, we do have another segment that's called Obscure Sports, and um, we've, we've had some doozies. We've definitely pulled some uh, <laughs> classic sports out. We're sort of broadening it a little bit to be obscure or unusual sport news. So it was my, uh, my effort this week to find something unusual, and it's, um, it's just a bit of a strange one, and I'll, I'll throw it at you because you don't know what this is yet. So I just want right. to see how you react. But an American couple in the US came under fire for allowing their six-year-old son to run in a marathon in Cincinnati. Yeah, right. Now, I saw that and thought, six-year-old? Is he even going to finish the race? Like, that's yeah. a huge effort. I, I, I've done the city surf a couple of times, and that is a stretch. Yeah. I, I don't 
I was like, well, hang on, what? But the reason it was news is they were visited by Child Protective Services who <laughs> had some complaints and said that they may have coerced or dragged him over the line. Now, they've, uh, they've denied that. They've said that, you know, the whole family, there's a family of eight. Everyone runs the marathon. And this year, the six-year-old son was begging. So he ran. Um, there are some, I guess, other competitors who said they may have seen, you know, an upset child and, you know, being dragged the last few kilometers and being bribed with Pringles, but, uh, but none of that substantiated, but I just thought that was an odd one. Hey, a six year old, yeah. it's gotta be the youngest kid to run a marathon. And I don't know what his time is, but uh, it's gotta be some sort of record, whether it's yeah, appropriate or not. I, I don't know. It's funny that they've yeah, been spoken to by the, the, um, protection agencies and everything like that. He's uh, he's obviously keen, the young fellow, if he wants to do. Is it forty two k's marathon? Forty two k's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. There's a few happy meals in that. So good, good luck to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, geez, I, I've never done one, so I can't imagine doing that at six. Mum and dad. Yeah, I want. What's what's the rules around piggybacking? Because I'm sure there would have been oh, a bit no, of that, that going on. No, I think you ran it. I think that disqualify him. It was called the Flying Pig Marathon. Just. Just to add yeah, right. there. I don't know why, but um, but his um, knees would have been good. I, I couldn't do one now, my knees would be shot, but at six, my knees were awesome. I reckon I could have done it. Yeah, well, there's the flying pig in The Simpsons when they're uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers and Homer and Bart, they end up watching the pig, and maybe it's named after that. I don't know. We love The Simpsons here, we do, we do. All right, mate, so that's our uh, around the grounds for no, that's not around the grounds, around the grounds are coming right up, so um. Mate, why don't you start? It's been a couple of weeks off, but there's been plenty of sport news. So um, tell us what's been happening in your world. There has been, mate. And NRL, obviously, there's a few results and everything. Everyone's probably already seen them. So I guess the big talking point from the last week or so, uh, Tommy Turbo Trebojevic going down. Um, he's been grounded and he dislocated a shoulder and it's, it's really bad. So he's actually out for the season, which it'll affect mainly greatly obviously I, I think they're pretty much done now but new south wales origin last year tommy was actually player of the series so already down latrell mitchell tommy turbo the other center will be out as well i think we might struggle a little bit the blues um but yeah how about you mate what have you seen yeah, it sounds like this to be a big loss mate i mean i'll, I'll mm. reiterate i am based in queensland on the sunshine coast but mm. still still a blues man so yep fingers crossed we still get a, a solid team up to um to beat Queensland. Hey, for me, I've been, yeah, obviously keeping an eye on AFL and the umps cop some pretty bad press this weekend for a bit of excessive whistleblowing. I've heard all the headlines, whistle frenzy, whistle festival, whistle happy. Um, but mm. they showed an interesting stat. The most average free kicks per game were issued uh, over the weekend since 1999. So yeah, wow. really slowing up the game and, and proving a little bit of a challenge for players and fans to understand where all that happens. So, um, yeah, that's that's been pretty big in the news. Is, uh, sorry, yeah? Is that yeah, is that the new rule that you were speaking about the other week? Has that had a major effect or not really? Yeah, umpire descent played into it. There were some dangerous tackles. There were just some things that were okay. just a little bit questionable. So I think they're still trying yep. to iron out um, developing rules and, and adjusting the game as it grows. But, yeah, it was a bit, yep. uh, a bit over the top on the weekend. Um, other AFL news, um, Eddie Betts is playing country footy. Uh, and he kicked six goals, which was pretty awesome. It's part of uh, yeah. the Carlton draft, it's called. And eight mm -hmm. country teams uh, got nominated for ex-AFL players to come and play a bit of a cameo game for them during the year. And it's been really yeah, cool that's to awesome. watch. So Eddie still hasn't lost his touch. 
In AFL, though, I've just been keeping an eye on my Swans. They've had one win and one loss in the last two weeks. They've dropped out of the four. Frio have lost two in a row, and they've dropped out. Well, sorry, they're just on the edge of the four. And Melbourne still undefeated. So um, the rest of the comp trying to catch up. Melbourne leading by example. Yeah, well done to them. Uh, this week, Josh, we did change obscure sports a little bit. We've broadened that. So for beer of the week, we thought we might do a brewery of the week. And talk me through this one, Josh. Well, this one's based around my trip to Sydney. So, yeah, look, usually I do talk up a, a sunny coast beer or a, a beer of choice from Australia somewhere. But I visited an exceptional new brewery in Marrickville in Sydney. Now, it's called the Bob Hawke Beer and Leisure Centre. So it's more than just a brewery. Uh, you walk in the door and there's the ode to, to Bob Hawke. There's, um, you know, photo, old classic photos. There's a pool room with, you know, vintage stuff, which is, you know, sport related. Uh, America's Cup jacket that he wore. There's a classic photo of him copping a bouncer that breaks his glasses when he's yeah, trying to pull, pull a hook shot, yeah, take a hook shot. But an old Chinese restaurant style, like an 80s style Chinese restaurant in there. So it's just <laughs> this amazing themed brew pub. Um, which yeah, something else it's, it's, I highly recommend it. And, uh, I had a great time going there and just really appreciated what they'd set up plenty of good beer on tap too. Uh, but the prawn toast was uh, a bit of a winner. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Who doesn't like a good Chinese succulent, succulent Chinese, succulent meal. Chinese meal? Yeah, that's it. Well, on that note for ale or bale this week, uh, I think this might be a bit of an easier one for us, but going with that theme, we're going to have Bob Hawk in the hot seat. Would we be having an ale or a bale with Bob Hawke if he was still with us, Josh? Look, I agree, mate. That is an easy one. I'm definitely yeah. having a beer with Bob. And I, I haven't had one mm. with him, but I have been in the SCG in one of those yep. classic moments where the crowd spotted him. He walked across uh, in front of us at the ladies' stand and sure enough, the camera panned on him. He had a full beer and to the <laughs> crowd's delight, he necked it down. And, you know, I know he's done that on... Many occasions, but it was pretty cool being there on the day when he's done that. He's been, uh, you know, yard glass champion and he's been, yep. uh, he's just one of those iconic PMs through an era in Australia that, uh, oh, mate, it would have been incredible to have a beer with Bob. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And being a cricket fan, it would have been great to um, speak to him about, I'm sure, some of the people he would have met uh, throughout the cricket world too. So that would have been pretty cool. Um, yeah, just a real knockabout and and someone, probably one of the last relatable politicians, I would have thought. So yeah, love to have a beer with Hawkey. We've struggled since then. I don't know, elbows into his beer, but uh, I don't know, yep. Bob Hawke, definitely one of a kind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we love Hawkey. We're definitely going to have an ale with him. All right, footy tips this week, Josh. I'll leave the AFL to you. I'll have a crack at the NF, uh, NRL soon. Um, well, who do you like this week, mate? Yeah, look, Swans have got Richmond on Friday night. Uh, ooh, it's going to be a close one, but I've got to take the Swans. Um, the Lions to get up over the Giants. Now, the Lions are going to be pretty pissed, I reckon, after their tight loss to the Hawks. So they'll come out firing. Uh, Geelong will get up even without Patrick Dangerfield. Melbourne will be going for 11 in a row. Nothing's going to stop that. The Bulldogs will get up. Hawks to win. Saints, Carlton, and Port Adelaide wrap up my tips. Nice, mate. Hopefully a few winners in there. For me this week, I've got the Melbourne Storm will beat the Tommy Turbo-less Manly Seagulls. Uh, Penrith in a bit of a, a really good game, this one. Wouldn't have thought that before the year, but Penrith should knock off the North Queensland Cowboys, who sit in third. Brisbane will beat the Gold Coast, even without Adam Reynolds, I think. 
Um, this one's tough. Uh, the Warriors versus my Knights. I am going to go with my Knights. Just bunnies to beat the Tigers. Sharks to sneak home against the Roosters, which should be a good game. Oh, geez. The Dragons to just get past the Dogs in probably what's the worst game of the year so far. And I will be tipping the Eels down at a cold Canberra Stadium. But that one, I think, could go either way. But I'll stick with Parramatta. Excellent, mate. I've got fond memories of watching a game of Parra versus Canberra. Canberra down at Seaford Oval, it was back then when I was a, yeah, a wow. little kid. But uh, yep. it was pretty much snowing when I was down there. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Not a, not a nice place to travel to. Yeah, at least it's a day game for them. So I guess that's a bit of a win. Um, yeah. Should be a bit better, but yeah, see how they go. Uh, for bet of the week this, mate, we do like to have a small wager each week just for a bit of fun, always responsible. Um, what have you got this week, mate? Yeah, look, I've, I like a multi and I like the Hawks to get up this week. Um, they played a spirited game to beat the Lions last week and they're looking good under uh, Coach Sam Mitchell. And uh, into the Celtics, Boston Celtics. Um, yeah, they tied well. 2-2 against the Heat. Uh, and that's going to be a tight playoff. Um, but mm. you pick those two, it's going to give you four bucks. I reckon that's a pretty good one. Yeah, perfect. You, I've, yeah, I've got a bit of value this week. I've gone... Three guys to score at any time in the rugby league. Justin Olam uh, for Melbourne, Viliami Kickout for Penrith, and Corey Oates, who I think is uh, either top try scorer or close to it uh, for Brisbane. So those three guys to all score at any time, you get $11. That's pretty tasty, mate. I might, might have a look mm. at that myself. Yep, yep. All right, mate. Well, look, it's been a pleasure. That's wrapping up our show for the week. Nice to chat to you uh, via Zoom once again, as opposed to -to (laughs) face-to-face. Pleasure, mate. Yeah, um, just remember, guys, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, We are looking at – I had a look at Instagram and TikTok and stuff the other day, so we'll probably get one of those set up too. Yeah, give us a like and a follow. Yeah, make sure you follow us uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other premium streaming platforms. Tell your mates about us and wherever you are this weekend. Remember to enjoy your beers in the sheds.